KUOZ 100.5 is an FCC-licensed radio station operated by the University of the Ozarks, Clarksville, Arkansas. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to From the Concert Hall with your hosts Corbin Sturch and Zachary Payne, your vintage radio program here on KUOZ 100.5 FM. Community radio produced by the Radio Television Video Department here at University of the Ozarks in Clarksville, Arkansas. From the concert hall plays some of the famous artists of the past, as well as features a few of our very own from right here at home. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we take you live right here to our very own little concert hall. Thank you for tuning in to From the Concert Hall. I'm Zachary Payne. And I'm Corbin Starch. With us today, we've got special guest Benjamin Aiken, a local musician and composer. He's a graduate of University of the Ozarks and definitely a prominent figure here in the community in terms of music. Ben, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Uh, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. Of course. And um, I am a graduate of the U of O. I graduated in 2010, uh, majored in music. And that has been my passion uh, for my whole life. And I continue to bring it to the community as much as I can. Right. So, you're a graduate, you're a composer. I know you're one of few composers come out of Ozarks that really, I think, made it big right off the bat before you even came out. You were having your works performed before you left the university, right? Right. That's right. Uh, I was lucky to have... uh, some of my pieces performed by the Ozarks Chorale and uh, the Chamber Singers uh, under Michael Lindstrom. Okay, um, that that's that's actually amazing. Um, so, tell us a bit about uh, what what drew you to music. What was your moment in life where you decided you know music is really what I want to do? Well, um, my family has always been like uh, into the arts. We've uh, grown up listening to musicals and and liking a diversity of you know different kinds of music and early on I started to really get into creating my own music I fell in love with such software as Sibelius and Finale and I just love to put my music into the computer system and be able to hear it come back and and see that it's possible to to make it and then I started making CDs just to listen just for fun and the whole creative process is just fascinating to me that's awesome um i would have to ask um at what point was your first i guess big success in making your own music what point would you say was the turning point that you actually decided this is exactly what i want to do well i'd like to think of the songs that i write as um kind of being in process uh and kind of like uh children that are you know not born yet uh but once once the music is performed live, I consider them coming into being. And um, I guess the first time I really uh, felt that was uh, when one of my compositions, As the Wind, was played by uh, or sung by the chamber singers. And that's when I realized that it's, uh, it's rewarding to have your music come to life and to be a living thing at that point. Oh, absolutely. I mean, me also being a music major, I could see that if I were to compose a piece, it would be like a child to me, and having it performed would be essentially like its birth. And so that's awesome that you've had that done, especially at such a young age while you're still in college to go ahead and have something performed by a select group of people. Absolutely. That's. I mean, that's major. Musicians, even from Juilliard, don't have that done that often. It's really a momentous thing you've accomplished having that composition performed especially by a professional group like the university chorale and chamber singers here exactly um so what are you doing today here in clarksville what uh what keeps you here uh today uh i have decided to to make music into something different than what it was in college in college it was about uh is about making it but now I have come to realize that, and you know, this is a point that I'll continue to come back to because it's so important, is that you cannot make music 
alone. You must have other people performing it with you. You must have support. You know, even if it's a solo piece, you still have to have, you know, your friends and your family and your loved ones uh, be able to put it together. So um, I have done several things with music and they're all involved uh, with people that I care about, people that I have associated with and that bring the music into being. And it's only through a teamwork effort that it's able to be accomplished. I can see that. Um, would you say that some of those people, your friends, your family, your loved ones, are those your inspiration for most of your pieces? Or do they come from other places? I think that definitely it's it's the people I love or like the places I visited or, um, I don't know, just abstract thoughts almost, uh, just emotions uh, that are inspired by these loved ones. Um, for instance, um, the ocean, I am... Uh, deeply inspired by my father who uh, just absolutely loves the ocean and it's just so vast and it it's that kind of a thing that inspires such emotions that I would uh, turn into music. I could definitely understand that. I lived a f- short time in Florida and the ocean is beautiful and there's plenty to be done with it. Oh, yeah. So in your piece, The Ocean, and we'll hear it later tonight, that's definitely one of your signature pieces that I've heard back from viewers and I've seen people really love. In that piece, are you um, comparing the ocean to your father's love or your love for your father? Or what is the, the deep connection there? I know it's about your father. and The, uh, the ocean is, is multifaceted. It has many different meanings depending on uh, where you are in your life or, or, or how you're listening to it or what you're feeling when you listen to it. Uh, for instance, it one of the meanings that the ocean has is, uh, you know, my father and, you know, the vast love, but it's also, um, it can also symbolize kind of the void, like a, a big open space. Uh, for instance, uh, if you love someone who has passed away, then the ocean can be an immense, uh, tranquil, but, uh, very distant, uh, place. And so, um, in one sense, the ocean is death. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can definitely see that. So it's love, it's death, it's life. That's amazing you've been able to accomplish that all in one piece. That's something a lot of composers try to do, but still to this day struggle with, even after years of composition, I think. One of the pieces you asked us to perform tonight that you've had recorded live was a piece called Gloria Patri. Can you tell us a bit about that? Another uh, group of people that uh, I couldn't do without is the uh, the people of the First United Methodist Church here in Clarksville, and my family has always been associated with this church, and my friends have uh, have been uh, have come from this church, and they are still a great support uh, net for me and my family, and. It was only through that connection that they uh, blessed me with the opportunity to perform Gloria Patri, which means uh, glory be to the Father. And it includes the choir. Uh, it includes the handbell choir. And it's accompanied by uh, Julia Frost, who plays the piano very nicely, and Mary Lou Douglas, um, who also uh, accompanied the ocean and all of the uh, the songs of the New Fire concert. And uh, the flute player is a woman named Sarah Bush, and, you know, she's, she's wonderful. And it was only through this uh, collaboration that Gloria Patri was to come to be. And I also have to thank uh, uh, Brother David and Brother Myron, uh, David Hanshaw and Myron Ricketts for allowing me to bring this kind of old church piece into uh, the Protestant uh, Methodist Church. Right. For those of you who don't know, in the church today, the Gloria Patri is a piece that follows the offertory. It's that final musical offering, the finishing of the offertory to Christ and God. It's Gloria Patri in the past has been the musician's musical offering. Would you say that's really what it's been for you? Because that really sounds like what it would be to you. Uh, 
and there is that yes there is that sense of uh giving giving everything up um again it's it's the transcending uh from from this earth uh, beyond and, and there's a part there's an instrumental interlude uh where it's just the piano and the bells and there it goes back to the ocean again or or maybe uh the river sticks where you're just going like you can feel like you're uh rowing across the river and you go into some place holy and uh that's where i want the music to take you i think you really did accomplish that in this piece what do you think zach i would definitely agree with that and i do have one more question for you before we start doing any of the music really um Inside the ocean, you said that it can be interpreted through many different ways mm-hmm. uh, based on what standpoint your life is in. And my question to you was, when you wrote this composition, what standpoint of life were you taking on it? As a person who wrote the piece, where did you come from on it? Well, uh, this was senior year, and so there's this uh, vast unknown that, uh, <laughs> it, you know, the, the brink. You're standing on the brink, and you don't know what's going to happen afterward and you realize all these people that you've been with together right here this is uh this is the moment you know you you're not going to have all these people in the same place again and i finished the concert with the ocean because it's like a a farewell to uh Mm -hmm. these wonderful people because i i know that they will never be in the same place again right so we're about to hear Gloria Pottery. This is a piece that Ben wrote. It's an original composition. And Ben, is there anything else you want to tell us before we introduce this piece to our viewers? Such as the translation, for those of us who don't speak Latin. Okay, uh, the translation is, Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Thank you.
so as I listen to that, I'm sitting there as someone who's worked in music ministry in the church, and I am trying to imagine the ensemble this had to be. I mean, to have a complete choir, bells, piano, organ, flute, you really put out all the stops for this one. I, that, to me, was just... It was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a, even words, I don't think. Thank you. It was a great listen to. Um, I could definitely see that as a musical offering to God, by far. Listening to it, the translation of it, it's an awesome piece. It definitely gets the message across. Um, definitely. I, I, I think uh, with such a big ensemble, um, some really interesting things can happen. Uh, one example well, you know, it, it's it's very hot. It's very, um, you know, it's very crowded up there, and people get into it. For instance, uh, Sarah Bush playing the flute, and this is something that you could not have foreseen uh, in finale, uh, only in live performance. She uh, she kicked it up an octave. It wasn't written to uh, the flute part was not written to be. Uh, kicked up an octave toward the end, but she felt like it, it needed it, and it really added to the momentum of the piece um, because I think, really, we were all filled with this energy, and she detected it and kicked it up a notch, and I think things like that uh, really surprise you, and uh, it shows it shows how much people get into the piece and how much it means to them. Absolutely. And that's one of the best parts about live performance, in my opinion, is that even the mistakes can be happy mistakes. They can be something that actually adds to the piece. And not to say that that was a mistake by any means. I thought it was, I mean, until you told me. I couldn't tell it wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, exactly. Until you told me, I had no idea. But that's one of the great things about live music is that so much can be done with it and it just adds to it. And I mean, I know how it is. Performance at a large ensemble before. I've performed in ensembles of about 86 before. It definitely gets pretty hot up there. <laughs> yeah. You've got everyone sweating in their robes. Mm-hmm. You're really into this music. The adrenaline kicks in. And before you know it, it's over, and it's, it almost becomes this blur that you just want to relive mm-hmm. every moment of the day. Uh, how about and try tuxedos instead of yeah. robes? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about sweating. It was tough. But. It's always enjoyable, and the energy that's always behind it is wonderful. That's why live performances, in my opinion, are better than the recordings that you can get off of them. Oh, yeah. As a composer, how, what does that feel like to just finish having a piece performed by such a large ensemble to people so receptive to it? It's very humbling, uh, really, because, well, you start out, you're very, um, I don't know, it's it's putting yourself out there. It's uh, giving yourself all this exposure and you're very vulnerable. You're very vulnerable to criticism, to really anything that could happen unknown. And, um, it's like, it's like putting your child out, uh, into the world and, and seeing what people think of it or the child. And, um, when you realize that it was well received and, it's over. It's it's just very humbling. It's just like a um, it's it's just like a, a feeling of uh, relief and like a sudden weight was taken off of your shoulders. Exactly, exactly. I could definitely see that, and I, mean, I hope one day that I can do something similar to this. Being a music major here on campus, that would be phenomenal for me. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine the feeling, the sheer happiness that you have hearing the applause after one of your pieces, something that you put so much work into is received so well you know it's really easy to criticize but to put oneself out there to create and for that creation to be so beautiful that that's true work that's true soul put into what you're doing you can hear the soul and what you in that gloria it was it was beautiful i loved it so The next piece, it's another Gloria. It's not the Gloria Patri. You call it the Gloria from the Critical Mass. Explain that a bit, would you? Um, the Critical Mass, uh, any Mass, uh, is consistent of uh, uh, different parts like Kyrie, Gloria, Credo, uh, things like that. This this is uh, 
Gloria in Excelsis Deo, and it's basically glory to God in the highest. And uh, it's uh, it's very important to me because this is uh, from the New Fire concert that I was allowed to have uh, or allowed to do um, at the end of my senior year. And so I had my friends and family all up there, and uh, we have a beautiful soloist, uh, Bethany Walker. Uh, well, let me correct you. Qualls now, she's actually, she's still here at Ozark. She's our piano teacher. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Qualls. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, I, I feel kind of bad because uh, after all was said and done, she lost her voice after all these like amazing soprano notes that she was hitting. And, you know, but I, I mean, that in my in my mind is is like her gift to me was that solo and uh, that that shows how much she gave for this music absolutely and you know having grown up a singer and musician i can definitely understand that whenever you have a piece that you feel passionate for you'll give it 110 percent. whether that means your voice or your hands your chops however you want to put it <laughs> mm-hmm. you'll give 110 yeah. percent. and i've definitely done that multiple times out on a football field or something like that with the marching band walking off, you know, hardly able to talk or inside a yeah. choir performance walking around voice scratchy. But after you get off, you coming from a performer standpoint, it's totally worth it. You just feel the sudden sense of just a sudden You've rush. Done it justice. Exactly. Yeah. And nothing feels better as a musician than to do a piece justice. Yeah. But for the record, sorry, Bethany, about your voice. <laughs> I think if she were listening in, knowing Bethany and her amazing personality and her desire to really help others, I, I think Bethany would be thanking you for the opportunity. And I, I don't think she'd be too worried about her voice anymore. <laughs> yeah, I feel like she would have told you it was well worth it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So... so. Um, I'm sorry about that, Zach. I cut you off. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> um... I was just going to ask, um, and we've been asking a lot about where your inspiration came from today, um, but I can't help but ask on this one, was your inspiration similar to Gloria Patri, or was it different? Gloria Patri and the the Gloria, uh, both are similar in that pure emotion was uh, driving these these two songs. Uh, I wanted it to be fiery, I wanted it to glorify God and that's the best way I could think to do it is uh, is uh, through the fire through the fire of music and uh, that's what I believe is embodied in especially Gloria that's awesome now Gloria here from the critical mass it's in Latin correct? correct Um, can you give us the English translation to that Latin? alright glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men of goodwill, we praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Those are strong words. They are. And I think the music behind these is equally powerful. Yeah. In working on these songs today to get them ready for the show, I've listened to them so many times. Gloria, especially. This piece really touched me. You know, I like to think it was a religion major I have some kind of sense of my spirituality and my touch for it but listening to this piece this piece really draws me closer I think to it really helps me to understand how small I am and how much at the same time I can give in hearing what you've given it's humbling to me I uh, I agree I here's what I what I imagine when I listen to Gloria and here's what I would hope other people would uh, picture in their head is that you're standing before the altar. You're, you're about to be judged and you are, like you said, like very small. And what you have before you is the glory of God in all of its, you know, flaming might and there are angels. And this is the moment where you see what happens and you, you see the glory of God right right in front of your eyes. And that's what I want people to imagine when they hear it. So this song can be the visualization of that glory. Absolutely. Beautiful. It's a very powerful piece, I have to say. 
So, we're about to listen to Gloria from The Critical Mass, but I would like to invite you, the viewer, to call in after this song is over. The number is 479-979-1490. We'll be waiting for your calls. We're going to hear the song, have a quick break, and come back and hopefully have some callers. So please enjoy Gloria from The Critical Mass. Welcome back. You know, we're still listening. You just heard the Gloria from the Critical Mass. We're sitting here with Benjamin Aiken, waiting on your calls before this short break. The number to call is 479-979-1490. Sit around, and we hope to hear right back from you. KUOZ 100.5 is an FCC-licensed radio station operated by the University of the Ozarks, Clarksville, Arkansas. This is what matters. This is beyond X's and O's. This is the difference mutual respect makes. This is what character looks like. This is what defines us in Arkansas. This is sportsmanship. School sports, it's not the outcome that matters most, but the way the games are played. This message presented by the Arkansas Activities Association and the Arkansas High School Athletic Administrators Association. KUOC 100.5 is a nonprofit community radio station. We depend on support from individuals, companies, and foundations. The program you are enjoying now is made possible by Whitson Morgan Motor Company. Whitson Morgan Motor Company, Highway 103 South and I-40 Exit 58, Clarksville. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to From the Concert Hall here on KUOC 100.5 FM community radio from University of the Ozarks here in Clarksville, Arkansas. Hi, I'm Zachary Payne. And I'm Corbin Sturch. If you're just joining us with us tonight, we have local composer and artist Benjamin Aiken. Benjamin, for those who are just tuning in, tell them a bit about yourself, would you? I am uh, a graduate from the University of the Ozarks. Uh, I graduated in 2010 as a music major and I love to uh, compose my own music and perform it. And so far, we've heard a few of those pieces. They've both been excellent, and they've really, as you've described how you uh, perceived them and how you wanted us to perceive them, I've been able to definitely see that 
and it's definitely touched me in a way that it, I guess just gets me really deep. And I can see exactly what you were getting at whenever you uh, compose these pieces. Right. You know, both the pieces were both done as an offering, I think you said, to you know your father, to your family, to your friends, to God. You know, they were both deeply moving and spiritual pieces. You saw the Gloria Patri, which was the musical offering to God, and you said the Gloria from the critical mass, which is what you would call your what you think it would be like to see Christ in all of his Gloria. <laughs> Gloria. Glory. <laughs> Excuse mm. me. Exactly. So you've selected a piece called Human Hands for the viewers to listen to next. Tell us a bit about that, please. Well, Human Hands is also an offering. Uh, it happens to be a peace offering. And um, performing it, I have members of my family. It's a it's a piece written in, I want to say, STTB. Um, so my sister, Hannah Aiken, who's very talented, along with my brother and uh, you know my dad, uh, the four of us did this piece. Uh, Hannah took the soprano part. My dad took uh, tenor one. I took tenor two. And my brother, Dylan, took uh, bass. And... Uh, Basically, it's uh, it's written about the turmoil in the world and uh, how we should offer our hands to people. And the very last part of it is uh, is Arabic, uh, and I learned it because I have friends who are uh, who are Muslim, and it basically means not just in Arabic, but uh, in Christianity and in Judaism and. It can also mean uh, peace. It can mean peace be with you. And that's, that's basically what I want human hands to, to be. I want it to be a, a hand uh, offering peace to all nations. That's a powerful theme, I have to say. And not, not to get off topic too much, but I did not perceive you as a tenor. I expected, when you said STTB, I expected you to be the bass. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was a stretch. Uh, I'm kind of a, a baritone here. Yeah. But, uh, Understandable. Then I, tenor two shouldn't have been too hard for you in that case. Nah, it's I kicked it up a notch, I guess. <laughs> good to hear. Always good to be flexible with the voice. Oh, yeah. You know, still, though, I agree with Zach. I'm still trying to picture you as that tenor, so I can't wait to hear it, because I'm still just hearing that bass baritone oh. from you. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And... Like I said, that is a very powerful theme, the idea of you know human hands offering out peace to each other. That's not something that we see too often inside our world today, and so it's an off. It's something that we all want, but we don't get to see that often, and so to hear it put through music is wonderful, because then it's a whole new visualization that we can have through the music. Yes. Oh, and I'd also like to thank uh, Sharon Gorman. Uh, she does the piano accompaniment, and she was... She was very good to me uh, during my stay at Ozarks and uh, could not have done any of this without her. Absolutely. Wonderful woman. Oh, I love studying under here now, under her here now. It's an absolute joy. Absolutely. And so as we begin to play this next piece, I'd like to go ahead and again invite people to call in, give us some questions, any questions that you have ever been or for Corbin and I, um, or if you have any feelings that you just want to share about how the pieces made you feel, please give us a call and share with us. What was that number again, Corbin? It was 479-979-1490. That's 1490. So without further ado human hands.
I just want to say that was beautiful. And I have two comments, just short ones. Um, one, I can definitely tell, all from the same family. The voices blend very well. That was very nice. And two, just like any live performance, you can't get through with one without someone coughing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think and he's also a, a member of the family. Oh, that's, that's funny. <laughs> that's just how it happens. Every live performance, someone always has to cough, or there has to be a baby crying somewhere in the distance. It's just, that's how it goes. You know, <laughs> in hearing you talk about your family before the piece, I was almost expecting the piece to be something, you know, out of your own home. But to hear that it was done you know, in front of a live audience, that really... It just adds to it. It It does puts your family out there and it makes your music more personable in that sense i think and hearing all the voices i can definitely see better now how you were talking about how you come from such a musical background and how your family is, was always behind you and everything i can definitely see that now as i could hear you know your sister your brother your dad and your voice of course how well they blended and how well trained they all sound it sounded like very good little ensemble and so i can definitely see where your musical background comes from right so I think a question a lot of listeners have, and I think a topic we haven't really touched on yet that a lot of people know you for, is your work here in the community. Can you tell the listeners a bit about that? My work in the community, I believe, is um, the finest thing that I've, I've ever hoped to accomplish, and that is uh, my work that I do in Forster Davis. Uh, I went to Forster Davis uh, to work there, and they did not have a music program and so I got together with these very open-minded, wonderful people, and we uh, created the music program. And we started out with a few people, and we called them the Singing Falcons because the Falcons are the, uh, the mascots for uh, Forrester Davis. And the Singing Falcons began to, gr- began to grow because uh, all the other uh, students, clients uh, working there saw uh, what they were doing, and they wanted... Uh, a piece of it. They wanted to become part of it. And now we have, I believe, 37 of them. We have five classes. Three of them are uh, choral. One of them is instrumental. We have people picking up the bass guitar mm-hmm. and the drums. And uh, we also uh, frequent uh, nursing homes and uh, different organizations uh, to perform for them. And that's how we are able to share what we have and the work that these people have uh, put forth is astounding uh, they've improved with leaps and bounds and you know it's it's very inspiring to see what they can accomplish in this uh, field so for the listeners who don't know can you tell us what Forrester Davis is uh, yes it is a uh, development center um, Part of it is uh, a daycare, preschool um, environment, and the other part is for adults with disabilities. And its uh, its purpose is to uh, help them improve in certain areas, such as cooking or reading or you know all kinds of things. Exercise, uh, music, just adds a, a certain dimension to uh, those classes. That's awesome, I do have to say. Um, I knew of Forrester Davis, and um, as I was, uh, we, we were talking earlier this week, and um, there are a few uh, majors here at, the, uh, here at the campus, me being one of them, who are planning to go and do music therapy li- later on, and it blew my mind that we have something very similar to the field that I'm planning on going into, and a few others plan on going into right in our backyard that we had very little idea about, and so... This is phenomenal work that you're doing, I do have to say, and I want to thank you for the work that you are doing. It's great. Thank you. And um, really, it's, it's them doing most of the work. It's, it's them that are, are surpassing what, uh, what cards they have been dealt, and they are uh, going above and beyond. And that's where the inspiration lies. That's where the work is. They are doing the good work. And I'm, uh, I'm an instrument. I'm, I'm helping them. Uh, achieve their goals that's that's so awesome so if someone wanted to get involved with this program that might not have known about it before how could they do that what what advice would you give them to 
get involved with this program or to maybe even start their own somewhere else? Well, I would start off um, by speaking with uh, the people of management, the director of Forster Davis, uh, Joy Wilson. And if anyone is interested, the number is 754-6210. That's 479-754-6210. And uh, there's just so much uh, going on there. Uh, and uh, we, we usually welcome tours and, you know, just, uh, just call and, and see what's going on. Absolutely. That sounds great. Yes, it does. So, you know, We've heard a lot of your sacred pieces tonight. One piece you put a lot of emphasis on doing was Divinorum. Tell us about that. What does it mean for you? What is a bit more about the piece, I think? It sounds so different from those before. Well, it's an electronic piece. Um, it's, it's using no, no uh, human parts, human pieces. Um, it's basically standalone uh electronic put together by uh, finale and wave pad and i just wanted it to be that pure that pure sound basically for me divinorum means belonging to the ghosts or belonging to uh, the divine and essentially what i what i did with divinorum is i i put together as many of the most beautiful chords in progression that I could, like the finest chord progression I could even conceive of, I, uh, I put it together and I wanted it to feel like you were ascending. I wanted it to feel like you are, the further you get into the peace, the further into the divine you, you go. There's no words, it's simply music and it's simply instrumental music, but I want it to feel like you are transcending and once you get once you get there, you know because it's so bright and it's so high, uh, pitch-wise, it increases. And once you get there, um, I wanted it to sound like you were with the angels. Wow, that's very interesting. Um, I think most interesting to me is that um, you said that it want, you wanted it to be divine. Um, I guess that I could, I don't know, one take on it, and I may be stepping too far, you know, overstepping my bounds, but I guess human error would be too far to still consider this to be stepping towards the divine. So I guess the electronic could be part of that. Am I wrong? A lot of, uh, no, that's, uh, you're going in the right direction. If, uh, I don't want to say that humans cannot perform it, but there is there is no um, there's no error like you were saying there is no uh, um, what am I thinking of uh, blemishes or or anything like that to to separate you from the direct message that I'm sending through through the song like coughing or babies crying somewhere in the distance <laughs> well yeah <laughs> you know so there's none of that. Um, I'm very excited to hear this piece, and I hope you guys are too. And uh, we're going to give you guys one more chance to call in. Uh, that number is, again, Corbin? 479-979-1490. So if you have any questions, want to just tell us how you feel about the piece, please give us a call, let us know, and enjoy it.
So, that was Divinorum, and it was a wonderful piece. I loved listening to it, and uh, there are a few pieces on here every night that we perform that I always want to... I wish I was in my car to hear in my own stereo. It's always wonderful. Mm. And, Corbin, I believe we have a caller. Isn't that right? Yes. A special surprise caller. It's Dr. Aiken. Ben's dad. Hey, Cor- oh. hey Corbin. Hey, Zach. Well, hi, Dr. And Aiken. I- and hi, Benjamin. I'm enjoying listening to your music. Cody and I are sitting here listening to it online. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. It sounds almost as good as it did live. Oh, yeah. You were there. You were there. <laughs> I was there. Yeah. <laughs> and lovely to hear. I just wanted to say thanks for bringing the music out. So, Dr. Aiken. I think yes, sir. Our, I think our listeners will have one question for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> How does it feel being a major inspiration behind all of these amazing compositions? Uh, you know, I think Benjamin is on his own in terms of, of uh, composing stuff. He's done really, really beautifully, and more than that, I think his work at Forrester Davis is just, it just make your heart bleed. Make your, it's just wonderful. It's as good as life can get. So congratulations to him. Thank you. Are there any parting Thank you, words? guys. Hi. Thanks so much, and thank you okay. for calling in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. So that was Dr. Aiken, Ben's dad, and our professor of philosophy here at the University of the Ozarks. So we're coming to the last four or five minutes of the show. Ben, are there any parting words you want to tell our listeners? Well, I just want to say thank you again for having me and uh, showcasing my music. Uh, It's very dear to me, very personal, and uh, it's an honor to come onto your show. It's it's an honor to have you. Absolutely. Thank you. An amazing artist. Hold on, we've got one more call. And uh, one more patch in this call through. I would like to just go ahead and ask, um, you know, how does it feel to finally have your music put out there on the radio where people anywhere can hear this. How's that feel? Well, it feels great. It, uh, it's great to have exposure, and uh, the more people listening, the better. That's, that's awesome. I can only imagine how it feels to have that, this kind of exposure, have everyone know about it, and also to be able to come on here and talk about your amazing work at Forrester Davis. And I know that we're excited to, uh, me and Corbin are excited to come, on some, uh, come over there sometime and take a look at it ourselves in person. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. And one last question. Can anyone get your music from a publisher? Is there any way to get copies of this? Or is it completely... I, uh, I've i been posting on YouTube. That's about as far as I've gotten. Uh, I haven't looked into the markets yet. I really need to start doing that. Um, I hope you'll keep us updated on that because I know the people who listen in tonight... If they're musicians, they're going to want to find this later so they can perform it themselves. Absolutely. Yes. And um, also the electronic pieces that I have uh, composed, I I have that in mind uh, for other people to collaborate with. So I've been looking for uh, people of like minds to be able to put these songs together. That's awesome. Do you want to give them any contact information for you? So that way if they have any ideas or want to see if they can work with you, do you want to... Get that out there so they can get with you. Maybe an email. Uh, absolutely. Uh, my email is b e n underscore e a k i n at yahoo dot com. So that's how they can get in touch with you to collaborate. Absolutely. That's All great. All right. Well, we're rounding down the show now. We like to thank everyone who's tuned in. We'd especially like to thank Benjamin Aiken, who's come in and been just a wonderful person to have on the show. It's been amazing to hear his music, and it's just been an absolute blessing. If you'd like to keep in touch with us and see what we're doing next week when we talk about the dance music of the Renaissance, or if you'd just like to know about the little bit of things happening around here, you can find us on Twitter at FTCH underscore KUOZ or on Instagram at KUOZ Concert Hall. Thanks again. And Ben, do you want to introduce this last piece that's going to send us out? Absolutely. This is my personal favorite. Uh, It's called The Ocean, and it has... So many different meanings. Uh, One of the biggest one is the sense of distance between those you love, and I hope you enjoy. Thank you.
KUOZ 100.5 is an FCC-licensed radio station operated by the University of the Ozarks in Clarksville, Arkansas. Summer has come and passed The innocent can never last Wake me up when September ends 